Here we are in Exodus 3. So, when we last left Moses, he was wandering around in Midian. What's interesting is we know where Midian is. And we know that in Midian, Moses was wandering and, and leading his flock when he came across um, the... Well, and it was Jethro's flock, his father-in-law, because he didn't have any of his own stuff. And he, he went across... Uh, Mount Desolation, or Mount Horeb, which is another name for Mount Sinai. And so I don't know why people keep on thinking Sinai is where the traditional site is on Sinai Peninsula. It's like the first mountain that they found in like the 1400s or something. Like, that doesn't make any sense. It was in Midian, which is on the other side of... Anyway, that's a... Uh, one of these days, I need to read that book again and... Maybe I'll just dedicate a whole episode. So Moses was over there, and he he went to the, the desolate mountain. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. So there's a lot going on in there. Um, so interestingly enough, this does not say that God himself did. But then it later does. So here it says the angel of the Lord. And so here is where we start seeing God's identity is really complex and it is beyond our normal categories. Because here there's an angel within a bush. But then, and I did look up bush, and it's a senet, which is a, um, a bush with thorns, probably a blackberry bush, maybe. Um, and it's, a, it's related to the word for tree. So we don't know if, yeah. So, um, yeah, so he saw that it was odd and it wasn't burning up. It would be odd enough to be wandering through the desert and see a bush on fire. It would be even more strange to see a bush on fire if it wasn't burning up. And so he went over to see it. And then it says, when Yahweh saw that he had gone over, Elohim called out to him. So we now we have three different names of who was in the bush? The angel of the Lord, and then the Lord, Yahweh, and then Elohim, God, called out to him and said, Moses, do not come any closer. The place where you're standing is holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And so Moses hid his feet. Sorry, he hit, sorry, uh, earlier he took off his sandals. He took off his sandals, he hid his face from, uh, uh, because he was afraid to look at God. He said, I have observed the misery of my people in Egypt. I have, there's the three things that he has, he's done. He has observed, he has heard, and he has known uh, about their sufferings. I have come down to rescue them. From the power of the Egyptians. Very interesting that he has come down. It's very similar to when um, Abraham was was sitting there, and and the Lord and two others came down to investigate uh, Sodom and Gomorrah before before they were destroyed. So he he heard their cries coming up of the oppressed, and he came down to investigate to confirm that it was happening the way that 
it was being reported to him. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them into a, a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And, and then he says, therefore, go, I am sending you. Which is interesting because this is, you know, further repetition of when, when God performs an act and wants to do a thing, more often than not, he does it through someone. He, he chooses to and wants to, desires to use people in his work, which is still crazy to me because we don't do it very good. We're really bad at it. And we do things for our own desires. We, we twist things. We, you know, we get an ounce of power. We use it for our own. Therefore, therefore, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh, so that you may lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said, "Who am I?" And when, um, and and the it, so first objection is, "Who am I, that you are sending me out?" And God's response is, uh, I will be with you, and I have sent you, and you will bring the people out of Egypt, and you will all worship at this mountain, the one in Midian. Then Moses asks God, if I go to Israel and say to them, he's not saying when, he's not saying I'm going to obey, he says, if I go, <laughs> um, then, and they ask me, what is his name, then what will I tell them? Which is an interesting question because the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, that's that's what they call him, like so far. And God replied to Moses, "I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites: I am has sent you." And then he and then he changes it, and he says, "Say to say this to the Israelites." Yahweh, the God of your fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the um, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is how I will be remembered in every generation. So if you look up um, verse 14, I am who I am, and I am has sent you, has sent me to you. That I am is not Yahweh. Yahweh is, he is. Because only God can say, I am, about himself, and be saying the truth. He is the only ever-present, always, and all-powerful one. And so anybody else who says that is not saying the truth. And so the name that we say to him is, he is, Yahweh. So there's a little bit of confusion there because a lot of times we say, Yahweh is, I am. But I am is uh, about yourself. And we can't say that about God. And so he gave us the name, he is, Yahweh, like as a, outside of ourselves. And this is the name that we will, uh, this is my name forever. And this, this, this name forever is Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. What's interesting is um, 
I just saw a comedy sketch not too long ago about a a Christian talking to well I think it was a like a, a British invader talking to uh, somebody from India and the comedy the comedian was talking about um, how silly it is that one nation was taking over another and, and was just declaring themselves better than and they said that we've been commissioned the British were saying that we've been commissioned by God and the Indian was saying which God and the comedian pointed out that they don't have a name for God it's just God and that's I, it was funny to me in a way that I don't think was intended to be funny which is that um, God has given us a name to use and it's right here and it says this is the name that I will be remembered in every generation. And here we are in a generation that does not know the name of Yahweh as the name that we will remember him by. We use the word God, which is the generic term for powerful spiritual being. <laughs> um, it's the same name that other people use for a generic God. It's, just, and it's interesting that that's the name that we have now chosen to use for God. Found that interesting and funny. In a tragic kind of funny way. So, then the Lord said, Go and assemble the elders of Israel and say to them that Yahweh, the God of your fathers, um, has appeared to me. Pay close attention. Um, I, I, sorry, I, the Lord, have paid close attention to what has been done in, in to you in Egypt. And, so he's going to take them out, send them to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met, met with us. Now, please let us go on a three-day trip into the wilderness. This is what he's supposed to tell Pharaoh. So God is intentionally telling Moses to ask Pharaoh if they can leave for a three-day worship service so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. However, I know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go unless he is forced by a strong hand. I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles, and I will perform it. And I will, sorry, uh, that I will perform in it. And after that, he will let you go, and the Egyptians will favor you so much that you will plunder Egypt. Which is interesting because that's actually exactly what happened with um, Abraham and Isaac, actually. When they went into Egypt and various famines, they went there and they were, they were, there was some level of deception, but then there was so much fear of them and favor for them that they gave them treasures as they left. And those were those were both um, with regard to spouses being um, either, well, so with Sarah, Sarah went and was, you know, brought into the house of, you know, the house of Pharaoh for a while, a long while, until uh, they figured out what was going on, and they were, you know, all the women were struck barren, and then that Pharaoh was given a dream. There's, and it happened several times that they 
they were sent away with more than they came with because God was blessing them with somebody else's generosity because they were just so glad that the Israelites were finally leaving. And so this is going to happen again at a grander scale, not just one family, but an entire nation. Being grateful this other nation is leaving and just, here, take some stuff, have some, have some earrings. <laughs> so it's interesting how that repeats. That's, that's the chapter. So after that, I think we get a little more arguing from Moses and then, then he heads in there. We'll check that out next time.